Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Story Slam podcast. Each episode, we bring you stories recorded at our live events in Bristol, UK. All the stories you're going to hear are true and come straight from our audience. We release episodes every Thursday where you'll get to hear the next part of our recorded show. If you have a story that you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear it. So please stay tuned till the end for more information on how you can do that. Make sure that you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast. And other than that, enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Story Slam podcast. It's great to have you with us again. You're joining us today for After Hours Part 2 and it's episode number 33 of the Story Slam podcast. Now, I just wanted to mention something briefly. I've been having a look at the stats where you guys are uh, listening to us from and it seems that we have people from all over the world, which is absolutely fantastic. We've always really wanted to share these stories with as many people as possible because we feel that's important. Now, what I'd really like is for you to send us an email if you are listening elsewhere in the world. Let us know how you found the podcast and what it is that you enjoy about it. It would be really great to hear from you and hopefully I'd read some of that on the podcast too. If you don't already know it, you'll hear the email address at the end. But for now, enjoy the show. Oh, this is a cliffhanger one. Oh, no. As I was losing my virginity, my mum walked in. I still finished. (laughs) We'll just put that one over there. Go over there. (laughs) I don't know anymore. Okay, right. Right. (laughs) What's right? What isn't? How can I tell? Okay. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, let's start again, start again. <laughs> right. Next song says is Aaron. Woo! Um, uh, there is a content warning for this, and that is Blood and Blades. <laughs> you guys are such a responsive audience, I love it. Okay, while well, I'm waiting for Aaron. I once travelled on a 10-hour night flight from the Caribbean, which concluded in 26 hours straight awake. Upon arriving in England, I burst into tears when I got my hair caught in my coat zipper. (laughs) Oh, this is not going well, is it? It's like I've been awake 26 hours and I got my hair caught in a zipper. This is... I should just... just horrible. That's how I'm imagining you. (laughs) Wandered into... The men, oh, I got my hair, oh, okay, hang on, wait. I'm going to start saying this again. I burst into tears and I got my hair caught on my coat zipper, wandered into the men's toilets and punched my father's arm. My family declared me the worst traveller. I think tw- being tw- away 26 hours, though, is, like, really hard. I've been awake that long, and by, t- by the end, you're just, like, just, like, nothing's making sense anymore. You just want to go to sleep. I get that. Okay, one more while we we'll have Aaron off stage. I was dating that girl who wanted to sleep with me after... Hmm. (laughs) Okay. I was... Sorry, guys. I was sleeping... I was... Wait, no. I was dating that girl who wanted to sleep with me after one date. I know, they're awful. (laughs) As it's not my thing to jump in bed straight away, that's also fine. That's also fine. 
I waited until the third date. We got back to her place, everything goes well, until she interrupts it and says, sorry, but isn't it weird how sex when you don't, isn't it, isn't it weird how sex with someone you don't really know? I can't do it. <laughs> Fuck my life with a sad face. <laughs> Aww. Bro or girl, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, she wasn't wrong. Just, I mean, she used good communication, which is good. No, she said it out loud and she made her wish, wishes clear. But I'm sorry you didn't get your underwear. <laughs> that would have been fun. Okay, so a big round of applause then, please, for Aaron. Hey, hey. So uh, I'm seeming to make a habit out of embarrassing myself at these things, so let's get on with it. I was dating a girl, I was young, I was like 18. Uh, she was 16 and Jesus, she knew things. <laughs> things that you wouldn't think a 16 year old would know and yet I learned. So anyway, um, I had a summer job, I was pulling cable for a telecoms company um, and as a lot of tradies do, I always carried a knife with me. And it's a weird knife that makes sense if you do that and if you don't know the things that I do, like boxes, weird cable grabbing stuff, carrying a big hook-shaped blade, seems like a psycho thing to do. So all I'm saying is I had a reason and it was not murder. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, uh, I have a weird sort of skill set. I can make bags out of duct tape. And I made her one, a little messenger bag, very hipster, even pre-hipster, indie, that's what it used to be. And uh, yeah, so I used about four rolls of duct tape on this fucking thing and we had one left over and it went in the bag. And as things do, a game evolved. It was the duct tape game. And it was like, as we'd start making out, she was a kinky little thing. Uh, as we'd start making out, somebody would make a move for the duct tape. And the beauty of the game was, if you, wa if you lost, you won. And if you won, you won. So it doesn't matter, everyone's a winner. And yeah, we, you know, we'd fucking duct tape each other up to the bed and do horrible things, it was great. Um, <laughs> Totally her thing, like before that I was just vanilla as, and for the most part afterwards as well. <laughs> just that first one, you know, and really. But anyway, yeah, so um, here's the thing, duct tape's a real fucker to get out of, man. Like, <laughs> that shit in movies, it's real, like fuck, man. Leather belt probably gives sooner than duct tape that's rolled and the edges are all this fucking ball. Oh God, how do I get, no, that's not working. I... No, get the scissors. Oh God, careful, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so one night um, I lost, and um, she decided to tease me a little bit, and she was sort of just dragging the tip of the knife on my chest. Nothing really bad, but she's just fucking around, pushing the limits a little bit, and uh, yeah. So after that, you know, she put the knife away, and we got down to business. And afterwards, you know, it was just. Summer in North Carolina is basically just 110% humidity. Everything except actual just solid block of water outside your door. So it was warm. And she's like, fucking hell, dude. Like, you know, you're a sweaty bastard. And I was like, me? Me, you're the sweaty bastard. Fuck right off. Like, I'm doing all right tonight for, this, for, the, for the first time ever. Thank you very much. It's like, no, no, like you're fucking, you're covered in it, man. Like, I'm just soaked. And I was like, actually, shit. Yeah, me too. And, well, she turned on the lights, because I can't. 
It wasn't sweat. <laughs> She'd been really gentle. She had not actually purposefully cut me. The thing about a hooked blade is they sink. So I had this fucking four inch line going across my chest like that. And we got a, a gravel driveway. It's long, you can hear people from there. And then it's just like, you know, that gravel sound of pneumatic tires. Fuck, dad is coming home. And like, you have never seen, surgeons couldn't m match her. Like you have never seen anyone that precise, that fast, that quick with an Fucking go, 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 get dressed, get dressed, go, 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 go. You know, took some toilet paper, stuck in her t-shirt, t-shirt over that. Duct tape. Out we go. Should be noted, I am not a hairless man. <laughs> that fucking sucked. So anyway, um, yeah. My dad is one of these eagle-eyed bastards who is just the terror of a parent to have because he misses nothing. And when we got in the car later on, I had duct tape, like, just big fucking ball of it right down in there. And it's like, I know my dad. I know he knows, and he's seen things. So I'm pretty sure he's putting two and two together. So obviously, like, a week later, I've got this massive fucking scar. And I was doing a lot of woodworking stuff as well, and like lathes have these pointy bits, and I spent like days walking around with a t-shirt, which normally you don't do in North Carolina because it's hot and sweaty. And so my dad's just kind of like, all right, yeah. It's day three with a t-shirt, something's up. So, you know, it took me about three days to figure this shit out, and then finally I walk out with a, uh, with no shirt on, which is like just normal in North Carolina. So it's like, and he's like, fucking hell, what happened there? I was like, right, so, working on the lathe. Leaned over the lathe, the tiny, you know, the measuring bit got me right in the chest, just leaned right into it. And he's like, yep, that's what happened. <laughs> of all the things that never happened, that never happened the most. Oh, brutal. Like... Like, blade play, yeah, go for it. But you gotta be really careful, and maybe you don't do it in the dark. And yeah, maybe you don't do it with like a hook blade, and oh my god, I'm really glad like she didn't like cut your heart back then. Um, that came later. That came later. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best, <laughs> that's the best response I've ever heard. That's not true, you're lovely. I'm sure you're lovely. <laughs> Thank you for your story. Um, if you are playing, okay, first of all, duct tape. Um, you can get bondage tape, and it um, only, adheres to it, only adheres to itself, so it doesn't stick to your skin or your hair. So you just like, use that. Um, and also, if you're gonna be playing with like, if you're gonna be playing with things like tying yourself up and blah, 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 do whatever, um, you can buy these like fabric scissors, and they don't have like sharp points to them, so they can't stab someone with them, so that you can cut things off quickly. <laughs> this has been your public service now with Story Slam. Right. <laughs> also, side point. Um, Anthems is great, but there are better places for sex toys. There's like two other shops in Bristol, one on Bond Street and one by the Colton, Colton Hall. <laughs> Both really... <laughs> 
Nice and naughty. And the other one's called Secret Pleasures. And Pleasures, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, you're a good audience. Those places are great. And they need more, like, and they need more attention because they're, like, independent. So go buy sex toys there. <laughs> right. I was hanky-pankering around with a devout Catholic... Oops. <laughs> a devout Catholic... Oops. <laughs> Only second base, and my sister came home. Oh, I don't know what second base is. Is that anal? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm at second base and my sister came home. Proceeded to play very loud music to kill the mood. Aww. To this day, she still believes I lost my virginity that day. And so your sister thinks you lost virginity that day, but you didn't because you turned up music very loud to kill the mood. Aww. Oh, well. It's fine. <laughs> uh, how long have we got left? We've got another time for another story. Right. Drum roll, please. Next storyteller is going to be Grace. Woo! Okay, so right, while waiting for Grace, there's no conduct warnings to this one. I have all more of these. I met some. Oh, my corset. No. <laughs> one minute. That'll do. Oh, no, it's going to come open. <laughs> I met someone that I call the van man on Tinder. First date, went to a gig, then he invites me back to his. I'm, oh, it's going to be a van, isn't it? <laughs> I enthusiastically agree. It turns out he lived in the van. <laughs> Thus the nickname. Uh, and so I had a fantastic sex, uh, legally in Queen Square. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> right. Who was that person? Grace. Right. Big round applause, please, for Grace. Guys, it's my first story at Story Slam. And I'm actually really intimidated because I think all of the stories have had sex in them or drugs, and mine doesn't really have either of those things. It's just something that happened to me in the woods one time. <laughs> um, so I used to live in Canada, and one time I was over on the west coast of Canada, and I was near a place called Shaganappy, which is really funny if you're, if you're British and it's not, it's not funny if you're from Canada. But, <laughs> that's, that's unrelated. And I was staying in a really cool youth hostel, which was in like some train cabins in the woods. And uh, me and my partner um, checked into the cabin and it was a really beautiful evening, sort of out in the middle of nowhere in British Columbia. And the owner of the youth hostel was like, oh yeah, you should totally go for a walk and go and have a look around in the, in the forest and Samson will take you. And Samson was this enormous black dog. He was like a, a Newfoundland or something. He was like a huge black beast. And he started walking in front of us on this trail through the woods just as it was getting dark. And the first thing that we came to was a door by itself. Not in, a, not in a fence or a wall, just like full-on final Narnia book style, just a door. <laughs> Which we went through into the woods. 
And it was very, very dark in here, and I could hear lots and lots of different animals. And the next thing that I came to was like a teepee or a, or a tent that was white. It was very visible because it was glowing in the woods. And it was about the only thing that we could see. So I went and knocked on the door, because you have to, right? you, have to you have to look. Um, and when I went inside, all that was inside was like a white baby's crib with nothing in it. Uh, nothing exciting happened. That was just a strange thing that I found in the woods. And after that, I went out and we were walking back through and kind of looked around and went, where's Samson? Where's Samson gone? So the fucking dog had abandoned us <laughs> and left us in the woods in, it was now like the middle of the night. Um, and we were walking for a little bit longer and I tripped over something and picked it up and it was a Winnie the Pooh head on the, on the floor. <laughs> And we could just about see in the dark that there were lots and lots of like children's toys and teddy bears, especially like those little McDonald's toys with the heads popped off, stuck in all the crevices in the trees. And before I came out of the trees, there were loads of um, Barbie dolls, which were hanging from ribbons in the woods and dressed up in like these little hand crocheted outfits that was quite sweet, apart from the ribbon had been tied round their neck. So they were hanging in the woods. And because the dog had fucked off and we didn't know where we were, we couldn't actually find our way back. And we had to, we ended up hacking through the woods to the road because we could see this one, one street light and went up the hill through the woods in the dark and then walked back along the road. And when we got back to the youth hostel in the morning, the, um, the lady was like, yeah, I think there might be like a bear. We're going to send out a bear warning. There was something thrashing about out there last night. And we're like, really? They had no idea. Um, and the final thing was we did decide to mention, it's like, is there some stuff in the woods? And the lady went, oh, yeah, there's, there's loads of dolls and stuff in the woods. It's not me. It's Blair. her friend Blair with the creepy dolls in the woods. Round of Grace. Woo! Gosh, it's creepy. It's really creepy. When you were talking about like a white tent in the woods that was glowing and inside it was like an empty child's cot, I was like... Someone's gonna die, or the dog's gonna die, or the dog's gonna attack them, or all sorts of things. It sounds like just someone likes playing with dolls' heads and and things. We used to um, we used to have my, my sisters used to like love dolls and like love like cuddly toys. And because my parents used to work on an open air um, market, um, uh, we were friends with all the local traders and all the tra travelers, that kind of thing. And they always had those um, like stalls where you could throw things and like win a cuddly toy or throw. A a hoop or something. And so we get like loads of cuddly toys. And so we had like a room in our house that was just like feet, like must be like a foot deep in cuddly toys. It was just like everywhere. And you know, everyone by this point years later had now grown up. And so we thought, what we'll do, we'll just burn them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just burn them. So me and my dad put them all into big plastic bags and put them on a bonfire <laughs> and burned them. It was horrifying <laughs> because of course the bag split 
and then they come brawling out and they catch fire as they go and they're like half melted and just like all these like horrifically toy like graveyards. I went, went back went back the next morning to look at the bonfire and yeah, just like all these half dead, disfigured cuddly toys. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing more to that really. That that also happened with a pet. That's another story. The pet was dead, the pet was dead. <laughs> Oh, actually, I'll tell you now anyway, fuck it. Um, I had lots of rats, and love rats, great animals. Like, they all like, played in their big hutch, and we had like, little runs for them, all sorts of things. We had one, they, they die, like, animals die. Um, and so one of them, one of them I, think his came, I think his name was FB, for, for fat bastard. He was just like a really fat rat, but FB dies, and my dad was like, we'll cremate him. <laughs> And so my dad, my dad, my dad, dad just loved petrol, I think. And he was like, any reason to just do a thing. Sometimes he'd like do a line of petrol from the bonfire and he'd like, oh, do you want to light it? I'd be like, yeah. Like 10 year old James, like lighting this thing and went, whoom, and like, And next day, went back um, and it wasn't hot enough, the fire, and there was just this charred body of my rat just like laying on the, on the fire. Okay. It's taking a dark turn. <laughs> um, thank you to everyone Tall Stories in the first half. I think we're going to have an interval. So we'll have an interval of 20 minutes. So you guys can go get a drink, go get some fresh air. I'll put a make a touch up my makeup. Um, we'll be back here in about 20 minutes' time. See you guys then. And that is the end of our show for today. We hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to tune in next week for more true stories told live on stage. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at speakeasystoryslam at gmail.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook where you can get more news about the slam, but also see photos from the event. Um, also, if you'd like to tell us a story in person, then please come join us for our live events. They are every third Sunday of the month at the Wardrobe Theatre in Bristol, UK. We can't wait to see you. So from everyone here at Story Slam, have a great week.